Welcome, fellow Last Places, to another episode of LPF Debrief, where Chris and I talk about comic books, TV shows, and movies. And on today's episode, we will be discussing Ahsoka, episode six. And it is unbelievable that we only have two more episodes left. <laughs> I'm going to cry. But let's get right into it. Before anything, guys, there will be spoilers ahead. If you guys want to catch our first five episodes, um, they are kind of put together. So one and two are put together and those are in podcast uh three four and five are in video and podcast form so if you guys want to catch it on those you can also uh so we do have those first five if you guys want to catch up on that um like i said spoilers are ahead if you guys don't want to hear them please pause it go watch the episode come on back and we will tell you guys our thoughts on how we felt about the episode and some nuggets and all that stuff because episode six brings in you guys don't know episode six has my favorite character in all of star wars and i will we'll get there when we get there but um he's my favorite character and this is his first live action appearance and it's not who you think it is <laughs> or it might be if you know me you know who it is already but <laughs> let's get right into it so jar jar binks everybody jar jar binks no no because technically <laughs> this wouldn't be his first live reaction appearance so yeah true so so it's not him but all right so episode six this is um like i said the sixth episode of the series we only have two more left unfortunately um but again coming off of episode five which was probably one of the greatest things we've seen in star wars ever um <laughs> i knew going into this episode it was going to be very much a um decompression episode i want to call it just because like there's it it would have been hard to even top what we saw in episode five right and if you guys listen to how our last one how how much chris and i loved that episode and i mean now it's kind of a universal thing for everyone um that episode everyone kind of just was in love with and and feels like it's one of the best um star wars things that we've ever gotten so part six uh um, part six or episode six starts um that the name of the the episode far far away and we remember that ahsoka was going through the whales going to find um try to find where sabine and everyone else is which was um and then we see who do we see first how did that episode start? Right. That's it starts with the the conversation. And then he's like, uh, yeah. I don't want to hear one of the, like, she's like, I don't want to hear one of those stories. And then she was kind of like, um, tells that basically, Hey, um, she Sabine left with them willingly. And like, you know, and then Ahsoka's kind of feeling a little down on herself saying like, maybe not down on herself, but she was just like, I don't have enough. I didn't have enough time for her to make the right choice. Right. And, um, it's a kind of one of those moments, right, where it's just like it like we talked about in the last episode of this, where it's basically like she Sabine always just makes those decisions based off of impulses and she never actually thinks about it. And um, Ahsoka feels like that could be trained out of her, which I just don't think so, because it's, it's that's just Sabine's character. She's Listen, man, always I, going to make those choices. This show has made me like uh, Sabine is annoying to me in in this series but i don't she's pissing me off because in this episode too right i have it in my notes all right we 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 get a little bit of sabine um 
because uh, we'll see. I'll save the the other entrance to you, but it, it, throughout the episode, my complaints about the about her in this episode, right? Her ride leaves. It gets scared, right? It's a I don't even know what kind of I forgot the name of them. Yeah, but the, it's you know it's an alien ride, Star Wars alien thing that they can ride. So it leaves. Then she turns around. She's like, "You bailed on me. I don't want anything to do with you." I was like, "Bailed? You won't talk about bailed? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we. That's what we're doing." And then later on in the episode, right? And we'll get to uh, the other guest appearance, but that or not guest appearance, but the other appearance when she finds him, right? She goes, uh, "Uh, it's always like you to come up with a plan and not have a solution." Yeah, and I'm like. I, I paused the video and looked at Bria. I was like, they're gaslighting me on purpose. I swear to God. I, well, I, swear. I mean, of course, she, she she's also trying to hide something. So that's why. Well, yeah, she that. later on, she tries to hide something. But like, it's it just, you know, the episode, it was the bailing part that that started that yeah. that heat. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was a whole cycle, essentially, yeah. of uh, stuff. But again. <laughs> I'm not surprised by any of this because this is Sabine's character. It's always been Sabine's character to make these impulsive decisions. That's just what she does. You know what I mean? Even though her intentions are obviously good, right? Because she's on the mission to find Ezra. She wants to find Ezra. But again, there's that lack of um, that that lack of training where, and that's what Ahsoka was alluding to in the beginning, where it's basically like um, she's doesn't have she doesn't think about the right decisions to make all the time right she kind yeah. of just says oh i'm gonna like go off and do this thing instead of of doing the right thing essentially but i did love how um huang basically starts the cut like starts his story with you know in a galaxy long um far far away i thought yeah. that was such a, a beautiful touch and it kind of like and then it goes right into the ahsoka opening which was great um, which I uh, Brie kind of brought up a point that she thought it was cute that like it, it, not only is it like the Star Wars thing right mm-hmm. but she's like if you think about it like in in our world you know like we go once upon, upon a time, time yeah. yeah you know stuff like uh, stuff like that so in their world like you know in a galaxy far far away like you know everybody's like oh okay you know telling a children's story so I think it's a nice touch to think about like okay in this world uh, that's how children's stories and stuff like that just start so, um, oh yeah, it was just a sweet moment between the two. Uh, and I wish we got, would have gotten more of that story. So. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I did, I think it's just one of those many star Wars yeah. stories, which again, it feels good. Again, one of my favorite things about these, this TV show in particular, and what Dave Filoni does is that he expands the universe every time. And, uh, the books do a really good job at this also at just expanding what the star Wars universe is. So it never feels like you're stuck in this, you know, one thing, right? So I think for me, that's really cool um, how they do that. Uh, but we go into basically um, the Eye of Scion, which is what that little beam thing that they're calling that helped them jump into another galaxy. That's where we see, um, what's her, uh, Elizabeth, um, Skull, um, Ren, I mean, Skull, uh, what you call it, Sabine, and um, what's his name? And what's her name? IT. I don't know the other girl. I think name. it's IT or like that's okay. what it is. Um, she, they, we see them jump into space and basically head up to the, um, to uh, Paradia, which if you read um, any of the Thrawn books, you would know exactly where that was. 
and you knew exactly where they were heading. And I did at least, I don't know. Um, but when, as soon as they got to, they landed, I was like, I know exactly who we're about to see. And I knew it was going to be the night sisters because I was like, yep, they are literally pulling things from, from the throne books. Like this is exactly what we're going to see. We see the, the, um, uh, the, uh, Darth Mari people and we see the night sisters and we see um, them basically saying, Hey, this was written in the threads. And if you guys ever get a chance, read the first, I mean, all three of them are really good, uh, but you don't have to read the original Thrawn trilogy, which is the ones after episode six, which is kind of what this is pulling from a little bit, but the original ones, uh, not the original, but the newer ones that came out uh, where it basically gives Thrawn's backstory you'll know his relationship with like the night sisters and all of that. So it's really cool that they kind of threw that in there and with the whole weaving of like the threads and all that stuff. I think it's in the Marvel comic book yeah. app. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause the, the original book, the book that you fell in love with, cause I didn't read it. Um, but I read the, the comic series that came out right at, or uh, the first Thrawn comic series that yeah. came out. Uh, was just a retelling of the book. Yeah. Well, that uh, that's, comic yeah, form, that's the second. Right? Yeah. That's so the first, so the Thrawn timeline as we get there. So the original Thrawn books were released way back in the day. So those are the one, that's the one that's called hair of the empire. And then there's three, two more books after that. But the hair of the empire book is like the original. They then it didn't become Canon. It was no longer Canon. Um, because those books, once Disney purchased, uh, Thing, that became all of the extended universe. Um, so it's not like those are not canon, right? And then uh, Timothy Zahn, who created Thrawn, he wrote another set of books with a different timeline, um, which is the timeline before Rebels. So they kind of wove him into coming in a little bit earlier. Uh, the good thing is, though, Dave Filoni was a huge fan of the Hair of the Empire books. So we're technically still in the the timeline of when hair of the empire happened even though it's technically not canon but those three books the three newer books which is thrawn uh, deadly alliance and treason those three books are canon so that's kind of the timeline right there for for thrawn if you guys want to read about him and speaking of him he makes his appearance and uh i can tell you guys like thrawn's my favorite star wars character of all time like from those books, that's just my character. So to see us, you know, the Star Destroyer, um, his entrance was perfect because I think people we tend to take for granted how big a Star Destroyer is because like we don't see them as much as we normally do, um, and to see them show that vast, like, like, um, see how big it is. Right. And yeah. just see the amount of people that he has on that ship as he walks out. And you're just like, and he, the, my favorite thing about Thrawn is that he's always stays so even keel. Like he never, he's never like yelling. He's never like thing, but he still brings this kind of intimidation, right? That you're just like, yo, I don't really want to mess with this dude. Like, you know what I mean? He just seems like one of these guys that you don't want to mess with. And he comes in so respectful, right? So like, he's just like, oh, hey, is that? like, hi, everyone. Like, you know what I mean? Basically, like. Because well, you feel like at a moment's notice that he's going to kill you. Like yeah. whenever he's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, whenever, when they bring Sabine and everything, he's like, 
Now that and he looks at the Night Sisters and he's like, "You didn't say anything about that." Yeah, and they're like, "Well, you listen." You know, trying to the threads, and then he's just like, "Okay, well, he was like, but also just his his very nonchalant, like you again. This is a guy who was in war with them, right? Like who fought them, and and like he's just so cool about it. He's just like." They were like, um, so Sabine, like Sabine's here, and she's like, and he's like, huh, that's a name of that, like, that's a name that's familiar. Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? It's so cool, like, that he's just so, and the coolest thing about Thrawn that I actually really appreciate is that the actor for Thrawn is the same actor who voiced him in um, Rebels. So I thought that was cool that they, they, they did the whole, like, hey, we're going to give the voice actor the opportunity to play this role of this character. So basically the voice, like you're hearing the voice of what Thrawn was, right? So you're hearing that voice that you become familiar with, familiar with in the rebels and the rebels episodes play um, this played by Lars uh, Melkinson. So he voice acted him and it's nice to hear that same voice for that, that clear, like that, um, that continuity essentially. So like even, I know there was a big thing with, um, you know, Rosario taking over for Ashley and it was kind of like, oh man, like, you know, we would have loved to see Ashley play that role. But it's like the fact that we are getting one of the main characters also to play um, their character. I think it's cool, especially when you're playing a CGI character, like not CGI, but a makeup character. Um, I don't feel like it's, it's that hard to, you know, tell them to be like, hey, you can, you can bring that presence because you already have the voice, right? Like I don't. And a lot of voice actors, a lot of work that you see, they're actually expressing themselves as they do it anyway, right? So um, it was it was cool to see him walk out and be able to, you know, play that role and and be very, very like again, be very Thrawn like, and he's very just like meticulous, and you know he's gonna be like yo, and like you were saying, he could kill you at any point, right? So it's like, uh oh, it, it's it's really cool. Um, and also for those who don't know. Thrawn Star Destroyer is called uh, Chimera, so it's just a little oh. fun, little fun trivia fact for you guys. When you're, uh, what, they haven't said it in the show in the show yet, but um, that is the name of the the ship. So, what was your first yeah. impression when you saw Thrawn finally hit the screen? Uh, my first impression was one: the music coming in was perfect. Uh, seeing the army, I was a little bit confused about because mm-hmm. I want to know how we got. Like, I'm assuming those aren't normal stormtroopers inside those are something the night sisters brought up mm-hmm. uh for him so that's what i'm going with for right now um i am hoping when i saw him right i was kind of hoping that we weren't going to get a flashback of like him and ezra landing i kind of hope that it later on uh what was it called the star not visions there was another star wars animated series that oh, came Tales out of the that, jedi Tales of the Jedi. I would like a Tales of the Jedi episode of like, okay, Ezra and him crash land and we get like, okay, what happened there? When did they split? Did they fight for a little bit? All this other stuff. So I think that's what they should save it for. Uh, We'll see because with two episodes left, I just kind of want more of like the continuation of the story. I don't want a flashback. And I think a lot of people would agree. Um, But Thrawn was like you said, was perfect. Uh, the uh, Him talking to the Night Sisters, the, the fact that you feel like he's the tension yeah. um, and the fact that, like, you know, he finds the joy in it. He doesn't show the emotion of, uh, you know, whenever he's like, oh, hey, um, 
I know you guys had a word agreement and uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm yeah, going to honor that it, yeah. and everything. I'm going to honor it. Like he's the man that's just like, it's kind of like the genie in the bottle thing, right? You, you rub the lamp, you have your three wishes, but you really have to make sure you ask for the right things. Yeah. Cause yeah. if not, then you're screwed. Well, yeah. So, and he definitely plays that game of like, I'm going to give you everything. Everything yeah. that we agreed upon is yours. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that agreement ends, there's, right? There's, we yeah. don't have an agreement of what happens afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to let you find Ezra. Right. And when you do, who said, who's to say, I didn't say I wasn't allowed to kill you afterwards. Did, yeah. Like that's, that's it. <laughs> I did my part is <laughs> yeah. very much like, Hey, I, I, I did what I was supposed to do. Like you asked me that you're, you're basically was, you asked me to, uh, be able to find Ezra. I gave you that opportunity, and now, now that I'm leaving, like, and 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 honestly, that whole conversation that he's even having with Balin and thing, he's just basically like, oh, that's great. Like, yeah, you can, we'll honor that. Like, it's not a problem. Um, but make sure after she finds him that you guys kill him. And if they get stuck on here, like after she tells, uh, what's his name? What's her name? She's like, and if they get stuck, like. Oh, well, like, I don't care. My whole goal is to get up out of here. Like, they got yeah, three days. That's the main priority. Got, yeah. He's like, they got three yeah. days to figure it out. Once these things get shipped off to where they need to get, once they are loaded onto my ship, that's it. Like, I'm out. <laughs> that's That was my whole goal. And, um, of course, that's going to be the interesting thing, right? It's because they have to get out, right? And yeah. now we see Sabine going off. And then she's being essentially chased, even though the deal seems like exactly what she's going to be doing. Um, you know, she gets into a fight. Sabine's fighting is really cool. Um, just because she has that really cool Mandalorian style where she like can shoot, she can, you know, deflect and all that. But then she has enough lightsaber training to then fight with her lightsaber or with Ezra's lightsaber. Um, I think it's really cool that it, it's a really cool balance for her because you get a little bit of both the shows, right? You get Mandalorian kind of fights and you're getting the excellent lightsaber work that this show has shown because like we talked about in our last episode this up uh, this show has definitely displayed another level of of lightsaber fights yeah it's um, been nuts everyone who fights with the lightsaber here it is really cool to see that choreography and how they work with their lightsabers you know what i mean so i've really been enjoying that so to see her pull one out um and i, I don't care if they needed an excuse to pull it out I, I'm ready for it. Like anytime someone pulls out a lightsaber, I'm like, I am glued because I'm like, I'm ready to watch this. So um, that was cool. Um, and then she meets the the little alien race. Um, I forgot their name off the top of my head. I had it written down somewhere, but uh, she meets them and it was really, you know, having that, that conversation. And then she basically sees that rebel patch that is like, oh snap, like I know what this means. Like, you know what I mean? Let me, you, do you know who, where to find this person? Um, and that was like, again, it was a cool moment because you, you can tell she's getting closer while all these things are happening, right? All these, this information is happening. All these, these, this, this backstabbing and all that is, is, is really cool. So, um, what'd you think of, uh, her whole fight scene and as she was getting there to fight, um, to try to find Ezra? Uh, the whole fight scene, um, was good. Like you said, the deflect, I feel like the deflecting, is kind of getting a lot in my opinion uh that's about it it's just uh i i'm sure there's going to be people slow motion ca- ever since she got stabbed in the side and everybody's like no she got stabbed in the middle like how the hell did she survive um there was a quick moment that she looks like she gets shot in the face but she she blocks it in time i see that um but yeah i think it's a little bit uh 
the deflecting and everything was pretty crazy, but the gunfighting, uh, like you said, her her fight style is pretty dope. Um, you could tell that she knows a little bit on how to use a lightsaber. Uh, definitely fights with like the whole like I'm fighting to survive right now. Uh, not tactical with it. So and that's what's pretty cool is that you can see the separation yeah. of like the timed fights. I'm trying to see where this guy is going to move next. I'm trying to plan ahead. Whereas in her is like, OK, I have a lot of enemies around me. I need to cut everybody down. Um, and uh, we see that. But with uh, my question was with uh, or not question. Uh, what I wanted to point out was in this episode, we get uh, skulls. Um, basically his plan on what he wants yeah. to do. He doesn't care, which I thought I thought was was cold and pretty cool that he doesn't care about uh, the light or the dark side. He just wants to end it all together because he's yeah. like, no matter what, he's like, it's a cycle. Um, he's like, they're going to lose. Uh, Thrawn's going to come to power. Eventually he'll lose. And then it just and then another empire will rise and we just go through it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be pretty interesting where his story ends up, especially with the apprentice, because I think the apprentice is in that lock of like she's starting to feel uncertain about him of like, but well, I mean, we're winning. And he's like, well, you know, he's like, I don't really care for that. Well, yeah, he's, so he's she, looking yeah. at a more nuanced approach. And this is what yeah. makes um, makes it interesting because it's not a typical Sith approach. Right. And that's what I think is giving his character some more um, some more depth to him. Right. Because. Yes, he was a former Jedi, right? And after that, like, you know, it became some, like, he's no longer uh, associates himself with the Jedi. And, but he still has a plan, right? And it's going to be interesting because he has a plan, clearly. And you can already tell that Thrawn, because Thrawn is such a tactician, he's starting to slowly be like, hmm, like, there's something interesting or something weird about you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you used yeah. to work for the Jedi, right? And he's like, yeah, but that was a long time ago. And kind of Thrawn's expression without even being expressive is he's kind of like, okay, well, let me keep my eye on you because I feel like, you know what I mean? Which is why I think when he has that conversation and he's like, yo, if we have to leave and they're not back, like, that's not my problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm out of here. The whole point is so I can go back to that galaxy and become, you know, the heir to that empire because I want to bring that back. So that's Thrawn's, you know, that's Thrawn's objective. But he's also seeing Balin as a, wait a second. And um, Heidi, she's basically having that apprentice kind of um, notion, right? Where it's like, I like this is a good thing. Like, I want more. I'm kind of hungry for more power. Uh, my master is telling me, like, you know, oh, don't worry about that. Like, we need to find a way to end this whole thing to kind of have unlimited power. Like, because if we can go to the beginning of all this, we can kind of just have everything we need in order to fix whatever needs to be fixed, right? So it it is interesting, and I'm glad they added that subplot to it because now it's going to be, you know, we're we're getting a bunch of goals now, right? We have Thrawn trying to get back to the galaxy. We got Ahsoka trying to come back to save Sabine and, you know, Ezra. Uh, and then we've got, you know, Balin has his objective to find whatever he needs in that area, saying that he's hearing voices and that they're calling to him. And if you guys remember, we had... um. Palpatine once said that he heard voices from a a, a a galaxy far away and stuff like that. So it is kind of interesting that, you know, they're kind of playing to those things a little bit, right? Where it's playing to some of those old school like words and, 
and stuff. So it, it, it's interesting to see all this and how it's going to all play out. So Sabine finally gets to the village that the uh, aliens take her to. And we knew it was going to come. And we see Ezra uh, for the first time. I know there was a lot going on with uh, with Ezra and um, like just, you know, him being away for a while. Um, I love that they gave him his eyes still. Um, they yeah. kind of gleam, like, like they gleam. Um, and also, I know some people were like the blue hair thing. Uh, that was an animation thing. His hair is actually black. His hair is supposed to be black. And in the comics, his hair is black. Like, you know what I mean? Well, the blue, the animation and everything, it was kind of hard to do. It's, it's yeah, a little bit it weirder was tinted to do black in hair. the thing. So yeah. it's, it's, it was harder. I don't know, especially the, the earlier episodes of Rebels. His hair is a is is a very distinct blue, um, but that I think that was an, that that is an animation thing because any of the comics you read, he he does have black hair, uh, and then you know she he basically like you kind of alluded to with that that whole dialogue like oh, you know I knew you would find me, um, but you know and then she kind of gets on him like hey, you kind of you know you did this whole thing without you're the best at like showing up places without a plan, and I think that it's great because they consider themselves br- like kind of close enough to be brother and sister, right? So the fact that she does the same thing, it does make sense, right? Because Ezra was a kid and he learned from all of them, like, you know what I mean? How to be the person that he's become. So I I, I do find it interesting and kind of like that she did say that and pointed it out because I don't think she realizes that she did the same thing even, and she's like, until Ahsoka is going to be like, hey, like... <laughs> That's, this wasn't part of the plan. Like, I'm glad we found Ezra, but like now we, Thrawn is literally going to be on his way back. Like we just fought this, not just fought this fight. We fought that whole fight so that he could get rid of him. Now you gave them everything he needed to come back. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So I, uh, that whole dialogue is going to be hilarious. And even when Thrawn is like, I want to know about this whole Ahsoka thing. I want to know her master. And all that, which I'm really excited about because um, the second Thrawn book has the relationship between Anakin, um, between Vader and Thrawn. Now, there's a lot of like hints that say that Thrawn knew, knows that Anakin was Vader. There's some like notions that say he knows. I'm interested to see when he finds out that Anakin is his like is was her apprentice like was her master i'm interested to see if he tries to use the whole fact that he turned into vader against him and or is he gonna say hey i worked with your master like as you know when he joined the they Sith. didn't like each other though right they had a uh respect they were very respectful towards each other um he no but his thrawn's biggest beef was with uh grand admiral uh, uh tarkin him and Tarkin don't. Like oh each other. yes, him yeah. and Tarkin. Yeah, yeah him and yeah. Tarkin don't like uh, each other. Grand Moff Tarkin. Tarkin. They don't mm-hmm. like each other like at all. Like it's it's really good to read. They just they just have like this pettiness towards them, and it's more so because Tarkin doesn't like Thrawn because he feels like Thrawn obviously is his like his competition because Thrawn yeah. is so tactical and is this this person. So um, but it was cool to see the whole Ezra thing and. Sabine kind of not telling the truth about like the whole situation. Like she's kind of like shying away from it. She's like, um, yeah, like I got here. Like, I just want to be happy that you're here. 
I feel like you you should tell him immediately. Like I get. I you. thought he would be more upset that he was there. He's like, oh, it took you long enough and everything. I was like, oh, I thought like. Well, because he doesn't know how she got there. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? And I feel like he thinks she got there by, you know, by like, oh, you just happened to find me or like you were you happen to make it. Like, you know what I mean? And I think once she's like, hey, like, by the way, I got here and um, Thrawn is potentially going back. Like, <laughs> she's he's going to be like, what were you thinking? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I'm interested to see how he does that. How do you feel about Ezra's on live action appearance? Live action appearance. Uh, like I said, I like that he's aged a bit. He has the long hair again. And the goatee. Um, and the goatee. I'm excited to see him get the lightsaber back because I'm sure we're going to get the whole like he hasn't been training. He's just been surviving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see how how that goes. Um, I'm interested to see. And I, I agree with you on that, too. But I feel like anytime the Jedi don't have their lightsabers, they tend to become very much stronger in the force, though. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if he stopped. I don't think he stopped training altogether. Um, I think he's going to have very much that for like be four stronger, kind of like Yoda was where Yoda lost his lightsaber and he was just like, well, I'm just I'm just always going to use the force now, like kind of thing. So I'm interested to see that. But I also feel like Ezra was skilled enough to where it's always going to be like once he touches it, it's going to be like that freak out moment. And then everyone's going to be like and then he's just going to feel like, oh, I'm back. This I know what I'm doing here. So yeah. kind of thing. So I'm interested to see that. But go ahead. I think he's going to be the one to show Sabine how to use the force. Like finally, um, it's either that, or I'm thinking he's going to get in trouble and it's going to be one of those panic. Like I need to save him moments and it yeah. just happens. Um, I think she's, uh, he, I think he's going to unlock her potential. I don't know yeah. how, like, I don't know whether it could be like you said, where it's something tragic that's about to happen to him, or it just may be something where he's like the relief of her finding him might be something that, can make her focus a little bit more. And now she things, um, but also, you know, Soka's is going to be on the way. So it, it is interesting um, that we, that like all of those things are going to play out because Ahsoka's is going to come in and be like, great, you found Ezra, but guess what? Thrawn's back on it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, that dynamic is going to be very interesting to see all of that. And it's going to be interesting to see where Ahsoka lands, right? Like, is she going to land closer to Ezra and them or because I would imagine Ahsoka would be able to feel their presence, like especially yeah. as long as Ezra hasn't locked anything away from the Force. But it's also going to be hard as hell to miss that Star Destroyer, and <laughs> like when you're you're coming in. So it does depend on on where the Paragals take them. And as they said, that is a graveyard for them, so they usually go there to pretty much die. So it it is going to be interesting to see how, how they get everyone back. gets back because we know they're yeah. getting back because there's no way that we we finish like we do this whole reunion with all these characters without Zeb, right? Because there's just no way. There's no way. Dave Filoni <laughs> wouldn't do this to us. I know my trust is in Dave Filoni and I know he wouldn't do this to us. So all right. So yeah. So but yeah, so the the Ezra, like you were go ahead with um was that you had any more? Uh, that was pretty much it. I yeah. I mean like I think I mean we'll get more from him in the next episode. Um whenever he was there it it was it was brief you know what i mean they wrapped up pretty quick and i think the next episode is going to be about him uh because this episode they definitely made way for thron and and showed him yeah so um 
And I'm glad they gave him his time. And they're like, hey, Ezra's going to get his moment, too. But right now we're introducing the big bad. Yeah. And, uh, and, <laughs> and, and that's what I was be. saying. This episode was very much a decompression episode yeah. of like, hey, these are the like this. We just had this major event happen. And again, a lot of us are considering that to be one of the best things we've seen in Star Wars. Um, so having an episode like this where you're not trying to top that episode because it's going to be really hard. And I don't even think, honestly, any episode after that is going to be that because it wasn't part of our expectations, right? Like we knew we were getting a great show. We didn't know we were going to get that level uh, that we saw in level like episode four was a lot, like as far as just being amazing. But then episode five came in and you're just like, yo, like, you know what I mean? So um, I do find it hilarious that it's also the same episode as the best Star Wars, which is Empire Strikes Back, which is five. So, you know, five, five, five yeah. looks like their number. Um, but yeah, so I am interested to see how we go on. Um, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see how how everyone gets back, whether it's them just jumping on the ship, which means somebody's losing their ship. Like, you know, what I mean, so, like because they, they all can't go all the, like there's no way. They're just going to be like, oh, we're all going to go through this ring. I, I just don't see it. I'm interested, very interested to see what happens in uh, episode seven mm -hmm. as far as um, all that goes. So, um, yeah. So final thoughts, Chris, what were your before we wrap it up? What was your favorite parts um, and what do you expect going into the next episode? Favorite part is the Thrawn walkout uh, with all the stormtroopers yelling Thrawn and everything oh. like that. I thought it oh, was, yeah. yeah, I thought it was really cool. And the, the the ship coming down and then it's zooming out and showing the how big the ship is. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite moment there is and him walking out. You already that know walk that. Out is, yeah. We got the same. <laughs> Obviously, like as my favorite character, I, I um, yeah, it was, it's surreal because again, it's one of those things where like, I read those stories so long ago, like as they were, you know, when I was younger and like, I always tell people, Hey, Thrawn was my favorite character. And like a lot of people was like, who's Thrawn, right? Because they had no idea who the character was unless you read the books, right? Like, cause most people think you're going to say someone who is, um, part of the original trilogy or something like that. But I was always just gravitated towards that character because he, is my favorite part of star wars like me personally not that i don't love lightsabers and all that stuff but i am a huge fan of all the like the naval the naval stuff and the the you know that kind of stuff and thrawn like is the epitome of that like he's that battle tactician at the highest level right and it for me it's so cool in all his books and all his media i have the pop which is worth a lot of money now <laughs> but um the the one that came out in star wars uh out the the one that came out in conventions i don't know yeah. if you have it but you should get it if you don't but it's too much and it's then i have the uh i'll angle my camera up but right yeah. uh back there is my graded throne my issue one yeah i got an we'll eight do him, but... we're doing big things so um yeah <laughs> and obviously all the merch is going to be gone now uh especially if characters really if people really like them especially when rebels came out so seeing him come out and have that live action appearance uh, and be finally like in the forefront of Star Wars, especially reading Hair of the Empire, and now him actually potentially becoming the Hair of the Empire, which is like the time frame is perfect. And reading that story, and now that that story has relevance again, is is, is pretty is really cool to me. So um, that's going to be my if I ever well when I get a Star Wars tattoo, it's going to be 
Chimera. Like I want that chip and something of Thrawn on me. But um, so I, for me, it was just like, yes, we finally get the live action. Everyone gets to know, like finally put a face to my favorite character in Star Wars. So I'm, I'm really excited for how this is going to close out two more episodes left. Um, and then, you know, the good thing is we got two more episodes left and then we go right into um, Loki. So yeah. it's going to be good. And we're probably going to have a, a guest for Loki. So uh, be prepared for that. Yeah. 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 Mm. We're going to have a Ooh. guest for those episodes. So well, we're going to get it set up. Huh? All right. That's dope. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. So yeah. guys, thank you for joining us as always. If you guys can like subscribe, follow us on Twitter. I'm going to be more active on there. I know I say that all the time, but I'm serious. I did post something yesterday, uh, this morning asking about your guys' thoughts. So if you haven't followed us on Twitter, uh, please go ahead and do that. Or X, as they say now, uh, follow us on um, all this, all the platforms. I, we want to update those things as, as, as much as possible and actually do them. So please follow us on there. Give us some encouragers. Call us out too. Just be like, hey, y'all ain't posting in a while. You know what I mean? So Put that 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 fire under us. You know what I'm saying? Help us out. So please do all that good stuff. And we, Chris and I, will be back next week to do episode seven. And then the two weeks after that, episode eight. And then we start Loki. So we're going to have some content going all the way until the end of um, pretty much the whole time. Also, yep. I saw Dark Knight yesterday again in theaters. It was amazing. Yeah. It's back in theaters, by the way. I know it's off brand, but whatever. I just felt like I had to say that. But, he 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 gets all the the movie leaks and stuff like that, and then he tells me afterwards. Oh, my bad, my bad. I didn't know you were working. You were working, to be fair. Yeah, I was working. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, lucky guys. guest. No, not a lucky guest. You told me today was your day off. So yeah. So, all right, y'all. We will catch you guys later. Until next time, Fire Team out.